In the spirit of reconciliation, Tabletop Unknown acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Tabletop Unknown Previously on Tabletop Unknown. Yeah, those kids, huh? They're really keeping you up at night or day or whatever you lizard sleep. Given how many kids, not the only thing keeping you up at night, eh? Hey, yes, yes. Cusk is a lovely lover. <laughs> yes, you tried those shits doing rough, I hear. And he gestures at the table and the center panel opens and up rises a hollow projector. Greetings, my dear crew. An image appears. It appears to be Viz. Oh, don't worry. I've been doing quite well for myself here on Orsus, actually. I'm becoming one with the Force. Let's fuck this bitch up. <laughs> okay. That is two threat. Two threat. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of Orsus. It's a lovely place. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful location. You see a break in the clouds and find yourself in the eye of a storm as you pass through it. At the center of this eye is a single protostar lighting a lush, green-filled planet. Ossus. Welcome back to Tabletop Unknown, the show where we playtest lesser-known tabletop RPGs. I'm your host, Smooth Sayers, and with me, as always, is Tense Thomas. I'm really fucking tense! (laughs) 
Um, welcome back. We are playing Force and Destiny, the Star Wars <laughs> Fantasy Flight final expansion. Um, it's worth noting there are a bunch of additional source books for different classes and different mm. sort of themes yep. Yep. Um, that you can purchase. Like they're just like additional small sort of like they're still hard covered, but they're like little they're, modules. They're little modules. Yeah. They yeah. Pretty much everyone will expand on a class or a theme mm. as well as give you additional content. Um, one that's, I think, Campbell mentioned he's utilizing for this game is Nexus of Power. Is yep, that correct? That's correct. Yeah, got a lot of really interesting stuff in there, like mm. a bunch of new planets, Ilum being one of them, which I... Ilum, Dathomir, Mortis. Um, it, it deals specifically with anywhere where there is a virgence in the Force. Yeah, cool. Great. Yeah, but cool. yeah, so um, we are only covering the core rule books because mm-hmm. obviously we're not going to do a season on every single little thing. Yep. Because then we might as well just be doing a Star Wars podcast. Um, <laughs> Which isn't a terrible idea. Yeah, a terrible mm. idea. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but um, I'm two podcasts in. I don't know if I can handle a third <laughs> at this point. Um, Let but the yeah. podcast flow through you. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> do it. Um. But yeah, so now we're jumping back on in. Mm. Uh, I'm playing Sneaky Car. Will is playing Snass Car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny is playing Gideon Fink. Jet is playing Kira. Campbell is playing everything else. Wonderful. Take us away. <laughs> you approach towards the planet in a break within the Cron Nebula, a chaotic maelstrom of energy and dust and matter and you have found the single point of structure or order within this a small system in the middle of the cron drift um, containing the planet known as osis now osis is by this point a green lush uh, living planet Um, however historically it was uh, wiped clean by the supernovae that happened and completely devastated its surroundings. As you approach, the coordinates that you were given from what Shasta has extracted from the um, holocron, you will fly over stunning vistas of green towards a set of mountains. Now, what I'll get you all to do, those of you with a good view is to make a perception check against three difficulty. It's a hard check. You are looking for a specific point within these mountains. That was three, sorry. Correct. Advantage. Mm-hmm. Two threat. Mm-hmm. What color is the, the difficulty dice? Uh, the purple? Purple. purple. Thank you. Three purple. Three advantages. Uh Two advantage, two success, three failure. <laughs> None of us succeed. <laughs> Great. As you fly around, you start doing loop-de-loop circles. Um, Gideon, I thought the hell we're down at, at which for. point Shasta goes, Gideon, what are you doing? Just uh, looking for a good place to land. Uh, obviously, you guys can imagine with these legs, I've got to make sure the terrain is stable. Uh, have Haven't you seen the landing the pad? Um, clearly not. Uh, where? Point it out for me. Uh, I can't see and shit he down points, here. He points out the window. And you guys will see what you initially thought of as a rocky outcrop, but it is, in fact, 
the gutted remains of a temple built into the side of a mountain. Ancient and crumbled, there is a landing pad. However, it is also adjacent to what appears to be the massive engines of some kind of starship which has crashed into the side of that temple. On the landing pad, you see a fire spray parked out in the open. You know, I should have—I knew you should have done something with that ship, but I wasn't there. <laughs> I was missing an arm. I thought you were there. Abdomen. No, no, that one. That was Snaz. No, wait. No, wait. Which wait. one are you? Metal I'm arm. sneaky. Metal arm. Metal arm. Metal arm is sneaky. No, no, I'm sneaky. <laughs> Gucci Mama is sneaky. I mean, I am kind of sneaky sometimes. I'm no, like, Ooh, not as sneaky, sneaky as I am. In your windows, so snapping your people up. Let me get this straight. This temple is built into this mountain. Guys, we're dealing with space dwarves. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think a ship crashed into the mountain. Oh, sorry. <laughs> into I, a temple. Thank goodness. I thought we were dealing with space dwarves. Space dwarves aren't what real. What the hell is a that. dwarf? <laughs> it's a slur for an ognaught, okay? He's being racist. Because Gideon's oh, a racist. Checks out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <clears throat> Mr. Imperial over here. At the realization that, uh, that Gideon's been racist, I clapped my other shot and say, you've gotten very good at that, but it makes you oh so sleepy, Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I... S- oh. <laughs> as I see the... Uh, what's it called? Spitfire? The fire spray, yeah. The fire spray. Can I shoot it? Of course. With my ship's cannons? I think the big question is, can you? Well, let's lock on. <laughs> just to roll, big boy. Um, all right. So, just to make close. it clear, they're not so, going anywhere again. Um, just a quick refresher course on starship combat. Yes, starship please. combat and combat in general works based on uh, range bands. So the closer you are to a target, the more likely it is you're actually going to hit them. Um, these range bands start at what's called extreme, with four difficulty dice to long, three, medium, average, short, and engaged are both considered one difficulty dice. However, uh, there can be additional modifiers. For example, if in a regular combat you're using a big gun and you are at point-blank range, you will have difficulty hitting your target. You may even not actually be able to maneuver that gun in order to shoot your target. That makes sense. Um, The same is true for ships, and ship combat works very, very simply. Um, If you are piloting, you can make a piloting check to get into an an advantage position, uh, and that in the case of weapons, is getting your weapons within uh, their firing arc. Your your enemy is within that arc. Um, and then whoever is on the guns, and it can be the pilot or it can be another person who takes that shot, um, takes that shot and based on the distance and any additional modifiers, like massive, which makes things easier to hit but harder to critically hit, um, or... Uh, the handling difference between crafts, which can impose setback or biz dice depending on that difference, um, dictates the success of your shot. Great. Cool. Excellent. I can jump on the cannon if you like, Giddy. Yes, please. You did so well last time. Or I can jump on the cannon if you want, Giddy. Good. You did so well last time. (laughs) Wait. Hang on. (laughs) So which of you is on the cannon? Both. Uh, Both. One hand on one... Damn it. They are just doing rock, paper, scissors, and they have just tied twice, three times. Fuck it. Four times? Tie. Yeah. Wow. Good work, Snaz. I'm sneaky. Oh. I run off into that. I can't that happened. Gideon, the question for you then is going to be, in terms of your piloting and maneuvering, how easy of a shot do you want this to be for sneaky? How close do you want to get? 
Well, if he misses, I'm landing my spaceship's legs on top of the ship to crush it. So and then stop on it like an angry. Pretty box. much right on top. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like a bug um, getting squashed. Literally. Okay. There will be pettiness and spite involved. <laughs> that case, um, sneaky. But <laughs> man, now I have to double check. Um, sneaky. Your difficulty dice is one versus your gunnery check. Yes. Um, Gideon. While Jesse's doing that, sorry, um, yeah. While Jesse's doing that, can you check what the weapon stat is on that ship? Yes, Jesse, can you check what that <laughs> weapon stat is? Uh, absolutely, I can. You know what, Jesse? I had it up. Do the thing. Yes, so that's two success, one threat. Um, weapons, forward mounted medium laser cannons. All I need is the damage. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't get any advantage. I can't trigger any of the abilities. Oh. Forward mounted missile launcher. I imagine that's probably what I'm using. Um, Six damage, critical three. Breach four, blast four, guided three. Okay. Um, so you fire your missile at short range. Uh, you are coming in towards the landing platform, Uh-oh. getting ready to land on the thing uh, if that missile misses. Uh, it does not miss. However, uh, when it strikes, uh, you see the f- uh, f- uh, bloom of fire as it uh, explodes um, and it just sort of eats at the air around. And there's this brief pause and then a much larger explosion blooms out far more than you were expecting that missile to make. Um, And the entire, like that fire spray goes up in flames. It goes up in so much flames and with so much force, in fact, that it is going to damage the jet snare and Ah. force you to make now a hard piloting check with one setback dice to successfully land without further damaging your ship. Sorry, I'm just reading through uh, my talents just to see if I've got anything to help with this. You are getting two boost dice for the handling. Okay, cool. Um, So what was I rolling, sorry? uh, Planetary? You piloting space. Oh, space, okay. It still counts as space because it's a spaceship. Oh, um, right, that's how that works, yeah. The difficulty is three difficulty dice. Yeah. With one setback and you get two I boost r- for the handling of your ship. Cool. I also remove one setback through that. <laughs> God damn it. Nice. So there's no setback. And I'm also going to use uh, my skilled jockey. Oh, no, no, I'm not because I've already removed a setback. Um, so it's basically against three difficulty, which is three success, one advantage. Okay. Um, the the size of this explosion was unexpected, but Gideon is a seasoned pilot and one who has fought multiple ship-to-ship combats, uh, and he was he, he realized that he was firing a missile or that um, Sneaky was firing a missile and that an, expo- an explosion was imminent uh, and angles the nose of the craft up at just the right moments for that shockwave to basically bounce the ship uh, and rather than it being uh, blown out of the sky by the shockwave or blown uh, off the landing pad or anything like that, it sort of bounces up uh, and the legs deploy and it 
clamps down on the landing pad, which is very fortunate because the landing pad is ancient uh, and it, it, a large section of it has crumbled uh, and you were badly damaged the landing pad and the walkway leading from that uh, landing pad in towards a set of metal doors. Space Dwarven technology holds up every time. Agnor <laughs> technology. I assume. I don't know. I can't keep up with all the Imperial slurs anymore. <laughs> um, all right, so we successfully land. Um, I assume we all disembark the ship. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Um, Gideon will then say, well, she knows we're here now. Yeah, and she can't go anywhere. So I think maybe lock the ship when we leave. <laughs> we, we, we don't think she was in there and, and is now dead. No, no. That Why would she be sitting in her ship? I don't know. If she was sitting in the ship, she would have taken off to fight us it in just, the sky. It just seemed like the ship blew up quite spectacularly. Like, more so than it would. Yeah, I hit it with a missile, bro. Uh, Gideon. Yes? Did you notice that fire spray was repainted? Um, no, I just... Rec- did I recognize the ship as to be the same one? Or is it pretty hard to tell just with well, the Well, it's pretty hard paint? to tell quickly moving past. Oh, okay. It is a fire spray... Uh, and Shasta is going to now point out that its colors were the same as what you guys originally painted the jet snare in. Not necessarily the colors it's in now, just the original colors. Um, no, I didn't, and I don't care. All right, angry Gideon, this is why we <laughs> hooked up in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was you, Sneaky. Wait, you hooked up with Gideon? I also hooked up with Gideon. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, you told me you did it as a joke. Yes, it was a very funny joke. <laughs> Were you pretending to be me or was I pretending to be you? I don't remember. I think I was pretending to be you, actually. <laughs> then who was? Then who did I sleep with? <laughs> um, all right. Just is going to leave the oh, ship can, before can the conversation goes any further. Can I scan through the mountain or the old temple? to see life forms or is the mountain too you sort of dense attempts to scan yep. and you find that there the particular metals inside this mountain uh and whatever that big sh- spaceship engine is made of um is scattering uh your scanners they can't penetrate through with that that's fine um with the engine can i tell what type of ship it is or how long it's potentially been here? Okay, so this is what's called a warfare check. Yes. Uh, In fact, this one, you get your choice because it is a warfare check for, obviously, it's a spaceship, Yep. um, but it's also very old. So you could also use lore if you prefer. Okay, cool. They're both the same. Um, I'll go warfare Okay. uh, because Gideon in terms of law, isn't very that versed. To his knowledge, the Jedi is just some sort of ancient religion. So this particular vehicle, you're looking at a formidable check. That is five difficulty. Can and I I'm going have to flip any... a dark side point. One, two, three, Why? four, five. Um, I'm going to flip the other one that we have. You can't. Oh, can I? You, no, you, you cannot can't. spend a point on something that has already been spent. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um so what's the dark side point? Just the dice? So that upgrades one of the purple to a red. Oh, okay, cool. Which means you can roll despair on this. Cool. Um, that's every day of Gideon's life. <laughs> can someone please give me a, an assist? 
I will help you, Gideon. Thank you. So is that a green or a blue? That is a blue. That's a blue. So unless you have a rank in the skill, you cannot give a skilled assist. And oh, okay. while now this is also a technical note I'm going to quickly bring up and gloss over. Um, technically, you should not make these checks unless you have a rank in the skill for anything that's an education or knowledge check. However, um, I'm waiving that for yeah. this one. Yeah, sweet. All righty, with all those dice, it <laughs> is a phenomenal two failure, two threat. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Mm. Um, so you, with the two threat, you think you actually have an idea, but both of these facts are going to be wrong. Okay. Um, so you know that the uh, pre-Empire there were these hammerhead corvette type vehicle yep. vessels yep. Um, used very successfully by the Rebellion mm-hmm. uh, to push a Star Destroyer out of the way. Yep. Uh, you're pretty sure this was one of these, okay. but you don't remember them making them quite this size. Okay. doesn't quite line up. It is larger than your ship. Yeah. Um, probably comparable to a Gazanti light cruiser. Okay. Yeah, cool. Sweet. Um, all right. That was just for me. I think I know what this ship is. <laughs> Um, all right, disembark, uh, lock the jet stand. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> all right, let's get Gucci Mamba on this bitch. And I pull out my blaster rifle and I, you see me duct tape the lightsaber to the end. It's like a bayonet. <laughs> like a bayonet. And, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. and I'm just walking through with a lightsaber bayonet on the end of the rifle. Um, Don't hate it. Yeah, no, look, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> it makes me so proud. I, yeah, well, I pull out this my pistol at the ready. Now. Um, through this main entrance that we've seen, which I have now partially damaged, sorry, uh, sneaky, partially damaged. Um, is there <laughs> still, is there right. still a way through? So, um, you are currently on a, an external landing pad, uh, which is connected by walkway to the mountain. That walkway is pretty <laughs> unstable at the moment. Okay. Um, it, hey, Kira, it wasn't why don't you in go great first? condition before. <laughs> uh, it's probably in a lot worse condition now after that explosion. Yeah. Um, and at the far side is a set of weathered metal doors. Okay, cool. No panel that you can see, though. All right, that's fine. Um, Kira, <clears throat> why don't you uh, go across first? Lizards are good at climbing and stuff. Also, you're the biggest one, so if it can't support you, it can't support any of us. Uh, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> also that. How far across? Uh, so this would be in meters, approximately 20 meters long. Okay. Uh, with my force power, mm-hmm. I can make a horizontal jump. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes, yeah. you can. Can I do that, please? <laughs> can you test it? Jump so over. what I'll get you to do is just I'll get you to roll an athletics check and I believe, I'm just double check that, um, I believe enhance adds your force rating to that. Yes. And on a success for that, then, yeah, you can potentially leap across this 20-meter gap. Cool. Huge leap. Force jumping. Uh, any... Uh, so the difficulty would be, mm, I'd say, hard for 20 meters. Which is three? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Uh, let's actually press that quickly. Uh, now the force dice, um, the points generated, any points generated can be spent on success. If they're yeah. light side, then there's no cost. If it's dark side, you get what's called conflict. Uh, I did get one dark side. 
but I did get one success, three advantage, and four threat. Okay. So you cancel most of the threat, but one stands. Yes. Uh, so you do leap across to everyone's astonishments. Um, Hot damn! Or not Jesus! They've seen this particular thing before. Um, your large Trandoshan friend just does that growl and side look, sets themselves, and then launches uh, across the gap, almost entirely missing the uh, walkway. However, lands on the other side and skids slightly, slamming against the wall, uh, the door. You take one strain damage for the effort that you've taken. But you cleared it. Mm. Yes, it's fine. This gravity must really be low here. Gideon tries to jump. (laughs) (laughs) Not jump the bridge, just jump up to see the gravity. Uh, It seems to have terrestrial gravity, Earth-like gravity. Okay. Um, That wasn't exactly what we had in mind, but... That's fine, Gideon, you're the next lightest, so... Heaviest, so you should go next. Okay, I've got the ship's keys anyway. (laughs) Um, Uh, Do you want me to hold on to those for you? No, no, let's say, no, I'll I'll keep them here. Uh, All right, I walk uh, across uh, very carefully. Okay, you walk across very carefully. It's unstable, it's unsteady. Can I get you to make an average coordinations check, please? Um, If you must. (laughs) It is based on your agility, which is a good thing. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. Against Uh, two difficulty. Barry Humphreys has passed away. Oh, that's sad. Damn. Did you make it across the That's one success. <laughs> one success. Um, one threat, yeah. Okay, so as you as you are walking, uh, you step on a section and it does crumble. Yep. Uh, and you have that heart stop moment of, oh, I've started to fall, but you catch yourself. You also take one strain as you cross. Cool. Um, Off you go, Snass. Okay, sneaky. Okay. And uh, Snass is going to like, power walk across the, the bridge, like full on. Sassy, like, sassy walk across. Sassy CEO, Meryl Streep, and, you know. Can you roll a coordination check, average difficulty, please? I can. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, no, that's good. Average means... Uh, two. Two, yeah. two difficulty. Thank you. Two success, two advantage. Nice. Uh, In fact, with that advantage, you can lead the way such that um, uh, Sneaky Car can simply follow your lead. Mm. Oh, no. Shasta, you go. You go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this any more than you do. Shasta walks across. Great. No issue. Okay, so it's definitely safe. And I'm going to walk across it. Um, average coordination, was it? Average coordination, okay, yeah. Okay, so that's a yellow, four greens, three blues. I'm laugh if you stack two purples. <laughs> that's 11 advantage. Use <laughs> <laughs> a destiny point. <laughs> um... <laughs> Every time we play this game, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Sneaky, 
you walk your way across and you trip uh, on the unstable footing. Yep. Um, and you begin to tumble. Mm. You tumble towards the edge uh, and you reach out to grab onto something, anything that will stop you from tumbling into the abyss. And there happens to be a vine here. And you grab onto the vine. And as you roll off, you hear the <laughs> scream as you fall. Um, and the... Or however you think Sneaky Carl. No, that's pretty scream. accurate, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, you are holding wonderful. onto this thing by sheer reflex. Uh, and with the momentum that you gained from the tumble, you actually have enough that you end up right on the far side next to everyone else, just landing there on on the uh, See, guys, unstable no, 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 ground no near the door, it. holding this vine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use six of that strain to unshit my pants. Um, <laughs> advantage, sorry. Um, cool. Uh, I knock on the door. Okay. To your possible astonishment, no, on, like, on the first one, it opens. Oh! So However, just got a knock. it is dark inside. Oh, no. I'll flick the Power l- doesn't seem to be on. I'll flick the light on my uh, blaster rifle on. Okay. Directly in front of you, you see an unpowered droid and two depowered turrets. Uh, the droid appears to be at a reception station of some kind. Hmm. I shoot the turret. Which one? There's two. The where are they? Are they on the roof? So they are on either side of the reception desk on the floor. Okay, I shoot the right one. Okay, um, uh, I won't get you to roll for this one. Oh. Uh, you simply you shoot it. Yes, cool. Six damage. Yep. Um, it's still there. It exists. Yeah, cool. It so has it has been shot as long as there's a hole in it. So when the power eventually comes back on. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to the uh, droid and okay, I just... Okay, you walk through the door. Yeah. Oh. At oh. which point... <laughs> oh. um, at which point uh, the power does come on. Actually, a few things are going to happen in very rapid succession. Oh, so shit. firstly, um, the good news is you guys did already destroy the fire spray. However, you did not destroy the charges that were on either side of the landing pad. Um, and those will detonate as the landing pad collapses <laughs> no. and the jet snare falls down into the valley below. How big is the that walkway distance? crumbles, the 20-meter walkway between you and the jet snare, uh, and sorry, you and the landing pad, um, crumbles towards you. Uh, and in the moment of shock that that is, the two turrets, well, one turret, activates and immediately opens fire. Now, it, you guys are at uh, a relatively short range uh, here, so it is going to be rolling at that difficulty. Uh, Yikes! And if it rolls well, <laughs> it will activate what's called auto-fire, which means none of you are safe. Hmm. It rolled well. Okay, so uh, this thing points, so opens doesn't fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can. Yeah. Are you sure you want to spend them? You've got only two. 
Let's spend one of let's, them. Let's let's spend one. Okay, so uh, it doesn't roll. So, so it, it just it, targets it a snaz. Yeah. It, oh. it opens. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the turret opens fire, and a spray of blaster fire comes out. But fortunately for you guys, you are quick on the reflex, um, and you duck to either side of the doorway as the blaster fire sprays out over what is now empty space. Is there any like debris or anything in the immediate area? Oh, absolutely. Tons of it. Then just without thinking, feeling, not thinking. Uh Pick one up and blow like, it? No, just like in front as like a shield. Ooh, very nice. Now, as I, what I the hell, am not familiar with move enough. I probably should be. Mm. It's a pretty classic one. Um, but is there a role or anything that you need to do as part of that with force dice? Does this just um, happen? Um, um, the force user can move small objects, but I did increase that with some XP. Um, spend, yeah, spend force dice to move one object. Doesn't say this is the tree. So what you need to do is you need to roll your force rating, so you roll your force dice mm-hmm. and you spend points in yep. order to u- to use this particular ability. And the force rating is just one, And correct? the force rating is just one for you. Right. Um, whatever upgrades you have got, you can spend additional points okay. to use that particular upgrade. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. So this is one of those activatables that we were talking about earlier. Two light side points. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. so you definitely, yeah, you can do that for anything that's a silhouette uh, zero. Mm-hmm. You can grab enough rubble for the second point to get a silhouette one shape if you've got the, I think it's magnitude. Um, yeah. uh, strength. Strength? Yeah. Uh, which you, is that one of the upgrades you picked? Yes. Yep, brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, you gra- you gather up the gravel and the dust and the rubble and it just forms a wall that shields specifically you. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Right. Ah! Something happened. <laughs> Jesus, Snaps. Money is power, babe. <laughs> yeah, Snaps, girlfriend. Um, Another spray of auto fire goes out the door. <laughs> With? A couple of them chip away at the rubble. So are we now technically in combat? So uh, yes, so now we now we are technically in combat, uh, and you would normally roll initiative, that's true. Um, but I also... No one suggested that they want to do any particular thing. So if okay. there was a particular thing you want to do to kick it off, then... Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, no, 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 you no, go, you go. It was your suggestion. All right, I'm everybody roll your, roll your initiative, the vigilance check, because you guys were not expecting that. Yes. Um, and I will roll for the enemy. Vigilance is my worst thing. I have forgotten to roll how to roll initiative. Can you please? So it is your vigilance or your cool, depending on the circumstance, because you weren't expecting it. It's vigilance, and there are no difficulty dice. Okay. The only thing that matters is the number of success. One advantage. One advantage, yep. Flat zero. Flat zero. Four advantage. Four advantage. Uh, One advantage, one success, one triumph. One triumph. That's great, because it got two successes, but a triumph trumps everything. So, uh, Kira, you are the quickest off the draw. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go a bit of mum mode and go in, grab Snask by the collar and just wrench them out. Yep. And pull them sort of behind cover, behind cover, 
out of the firing range for yep. the, the moment. Nice. Back mm, to safety. Mummy. <laughs> Never, ever call me that again. Okay, you <laughs> sexy thing. <laughs> um, that is perfectly in time as another spray of blast of fire goes just through the uh, barricade that had been set up and finally manages to break through it. Did you see what I did there? That was really cool. How did I do that? Which I believe brings us to now... All three of you have rolled zero success. Mm. However, who had the most advantage? Because this is I where did. it gets I relevant. Four. So, Gideon, you go next. Alrighty. So, what Gideon is going to do is he's also going to use his uh, force power misdirect. But Gideon isn't aware that he's got force power. Mm-hmm. So, what Gideon thinks is he understands what that turret is, and he thinks he understands its rate of fire, its swivel, its movement. So, mm-hmm. he's going to like so. He's going to try and make a, a run for it while it's looking somewhere else? Literally. So with misdirect, how it works, like the target is at short range. You said we were in short range. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, the target is unable to perceive a chosen person. I choose myself. Yep. Um, until the beginning of my next turn. Yep. So I'm not sure what distance I can cover in so one turn. So you can basically each maneuver... Uh, and you can take two strain to get a second, but you only normally have one, Okay, um, is one range band. So you can go from short to engaged range, or you okay. can go from short to medium range. Cool. Uh, you can also spend an action to do that as well. But, yeah. Um, uh, what are you trying to do? Um, basically, I'm just going to get closer to it and shoot it directly in its machine face. Okay. Well, the good news is, as you run forward, uh, you find out some interesting uh, additional information because Uh-oh. you are now in engaged range. Uh, and that is there's a power cord attached to this turret. Ooh. And it is attached to a portable generator that is directly behind this reception desk. Okay, cool. It is also connected to the other one, which is not currently active. Oh, you're welcome. Um, is that something I can just reach and yank out? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so oh, one I... manoeuvre to get within range. Yep, so um, I've done that. And then I'll take the two... Or No, that would be... That would be an action. That's an action. All right, well, I use my action to just unplug it. Nice. Um, yeah, no, that's that's pretty straightforward. So you disconnect this turret, and you guys will hear the sputtering. You're welcome. Uh, as it the spray of blaster fire stops. Yeah, nice. Weird matrix matrixing past all the bullets, though. <laughs> didn't understand what I didn't understand what I saw, but. Um, <clears throat> It looked uh, very cool. Though. Oh, it's quite simple. I just uh, knew what kind of machine I was dealing with. I knew it was rate of fire. I studied it, you know, using the Empire. I'm not sure if you knew that. I was a captain <laughs> the racism, in the Imperial we know, Navy. yeah. <laughs> yes, years in the Empire, definitely in the past. <laughs> so, now that you guys have a moment to look Cry at the space that the you're in, um, I'm going to give you a quick overview of where you're at, and you can decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, the area that you're in is a uh, very much a reception type area. Uh, it is more so a passing through reception though. There aren't seats, there isn't anywhere to sit uh, or rest. Uh, you have two general corridors branching out, one to the right, one to the left. Um, unless you have a particular light source which can go a long distance, um, you won't be able to tell what's in either of these directions. Um, there are also a couple of crates that have been set up like barricades uh, around the turrets to try and provide some kind of shelter from any fire that would come towards them. There is a portable generator directly behind the reception desk, which has terminals built in, but they are currently unpowered, as is the reception droid, which is wired directly to that uh, reception desk. So it cannot be removed. 
Okay. Um, I'm still crying that the jet snare <laughs> has just been Oh, destroyed. come on, you big baby. You're rich. You'll fix it later. Uh, I walk <laughs> forward and I, um, I, I grab the generator cable off of him and I plug it into the reception desk. Okay. Uh, the dro- the lights on the droid uh, spark up. One of its eyes uh, lights up, uh, and you hear it jerk, or you see it jerk upright, and it goes, w- 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 "Welcome, Jedi, to the temple at Osus." What the hell did you call me? <laughs> Say that to my face, you stupid gonk! You thought I was racist? <laughs> yeah, hit it with your lightsaber. <laughs> Welcome, Jedi, to the Temple at Osses. It keeps calling me that. That's so mean. What do you think Jedi means? It's like a. It's an. In, it's an insult. It's a slur, obviously. Yeah, like I'm gonna kill you like a Jedi, like you're a dead, a dirty Jedi. You know. Yeah. That does sound something familiar from my Imperial days, which were in the past and definitely Def- behind me. Definitely in the past. Um, they were the. Uh, that cult that the uh, rose up against the beloved Chancellor Palpatine. W- w- welcome, Jedi, to the Temple of Osus. Okay, so it thinks we're terrorists. Good. Hello, I'm a terrorist. Um, I would like to... Where is Viz? <laughs> Please, clarify. Um, what is Viz. Viz is a stupid piece of shit, a fucking Twi'lek bitch who we killed and is alive, and we think she's interloping in here. Uh, 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 Records indicate one other individual visited the temple. Great, where is she? (laughs) Data corrupted. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> hey, you cut the head off this I, like, yeah. I, I just turn on the lightsaber bayonet and just <laughs> <laughs> great great lot of help Ooh. that is come on guys droid, let's go droid is that's toasted. cool look at that it's like hot and glowy Ooh, it's, don't ow. touch it <laughs> yeah it only works on like baked goods <laughs> everything else is like it turns to lava and it's not good oh I see so you could make like toast from a loaf of bread yes Ah, yum. <laughs> That's what I've I been like using toast. it for. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is Kira doing in all of this? Uh, Kira, I think, is probably going to be scouting around just the immediate vicinity and just checking for more bombs and traps and other life Okay. Um, not in the immediate vicinity. The reception area is pretty clear. It looks like whatever was set up here has been triggered. However, uh, on a quick scout around, you are able to identify roughly what's in the general direction of the right and left path. So the right path looks like it was uh, wherever the reception stuff lacked seating and all the rest of that, it's gone down that direction. Um, there is there is some indication uh, of like you can see chairs and tables amidst rubble. Um, there is also a high bench. Uh, you you're not quite sure uh, 
because you haven't gone fully down to to see in great detail. Um, and in the other direction, you see what look like library shelves and a lot of rubble. Hmm. There's two paths. This way seems to have information, but perhaps might be caved in. I'm not sure about the other. Can I, uh, with the way, um, with the books and stuff, can I just like have a peek uh, and detect traps? So you want to have a quick look at the shelves to the left? Yeah. Oh, left. I thought it was right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't want to walk down the hallway. Yeah, that's fine. I um, so have a quick little. Uh, yeah, Gideon will have come across this kind of information storage before at the Imperial Academy. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're data banks. Okay. So they're not exactly library shelves. They don't have books. They would normally have data crystals or data cards in them, but mm-hmm. it looks like a lot of those have either gone missing or have been broken. You can see the uh, transparent steel all across the floor. Are there um, any that aren't? Uh, not in the immediate vicinity. Okay. So you would have to go further in. And it's also worth noting some of these data banks have been physically destroyed. So they're, like oh. you would normally see row upon row upon row, mm. but there are very clear gaps in those rows amidst rubble. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, I will... Proceed forward without saying anything uh, to the group and look for any that are non-destroyed or salvageable that I can uh, investigate. Okay. I'll have my axe out at this point as well. So you both head that way. And Gideon. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Can you make an easy coordination check for me, please? Uh, as as you walk through this this section, uh, you feel a slight tug and hear a spring sound from your foot. <laughs> Three success. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and a shelf attached to the databank uh, adjacent to you launches itself mere centimeters away from your head, but your reflexes are quick enough. You just sort of jerk out of the way and it just cracks against the um, opposite side of the um, banks that you are on and just collapses. It just bang hits the side and falls. Kira, why don't you take the next step? (laughs) (sighs) That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) So I take it that uh, she's made a bunch of traps for us. This definitely was a trap. There's way more traps. This place is not going to be fun. What did we do? Why did she want to kill us? We ch- we, we killed Why her. did she talk so much shit about us? Yeah, like what she's does like, he do? Oh, you guys are so pathetic. It's like, well, you taught us. <laughs> You're a terrible teacher. It seemed, yeah. it seemed overly, like, I, I think we established this is a trap. Yeah, yeah, but, but it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, like, it was a poorly planned message, and she should feel bad for it. She she was good. Like, she got out, and she was alive for, like, five years before deciding to bring us into death and traps. Like, I mean, it got us here. Yeah, but... She, but she, yeah, she, fool she me was, once, shame on you. You're you right, there was some enlightenment. Weird. I thought the best way to attain enlightenment was to insult a bunch of people that thought she was dead. That's Clearly, just, this old religion failed for a reason. <laughs> 
clearly full of flaws, <laughs> hypocrisy, and probably some sort of zealotism. They're yeah, just like, like the Empire, right? No, not just like the Empire. No, it's exactly that was like a small faction them. of the Empire. The rest of us did a lot of peace work, Peace Corps. We, we brought stability to the uh, Outer Rim. That's In bits and pieces that you picked up from the floor of hey, what look, they glassed. There were a lot of planets without freedom, and we gave them freedom. Under a boot hill. <laughs> we, well... You know what? I bet this cult, like, it, it gave people rank without really, without them really deserving it all the time. I bet that really happened. I bet they probably had some sort of council where they just appointed anyone on there. Yes, yes. Not even masters. Yes. Probably. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's not not like the Empire. I bet you actually had to earn your muff status. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was this one guy that walked around, pretended to choke a whole bunch of people. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> sounds like a good Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, that um, reminds me of two nights ago. I'm, I'm going to go the other way. And it's Shasta just walks in the opposite Shasta, direction. There's traps everywhere, dude. You're going to die. Um, I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is a thing in this RPG. So you'll have to remind me. Uh, I believe Rodians have like infrared vision or something. Uh, they may very well. I don't know the species well enough to make the call. So, I'll your your race. Your I think Trandoshans do. Trandoshans definitely do. That one I do know. Well, my question was going to be if we can get a confirmation on that. Is there any sort of information that can be picked up on through heat signatures? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, cool. I, I was going. To, can I roll a, a vigilance? I've been so yeah. waiting for someone to start looking for things or say like, "Are there traps?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> hilariously, Gideon did, but in, in an area there wasn't see, any they, traps. They, in. Yes, um, Rodians were a species of reptilian humanoids. They possessed large pupilless eyes that could see in the infrared spectrum. Perfect. Mm. Okay, so you guys. Um, we'll get a boost dice yeah. to looking for anything with a heat element to it. Nice. Um, otherwise, not uh, anything additional. Um, also, specifically for Kira, since you are making a looking check, I'll get you to roll a perception check, please, for me. Also, fun fact, their saucer-like antennae detect vibrations. Oh. Cool. Um, difficulty? The night Since you guys still have no likes, it's going to be three, room. but because you have infrared vision, you get a boost to anything that has a heat component, so you get a boost dice. <laughs> the man is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but only when no one else is there. He's a very gentle lover. Uh, okay, that will be a... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> be better than us. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Uh, that'll be three success and one threat. Three success, one threat. Okay, so um, you are going to pick up a few things, but in the process of picking up a few things, you're also going to potentially trigger a thing. Uh, so uh, the, the things that you will pick up relatively quickly, um, are, you do see infrared laser trip wires that have been set up throughout this place. Um, and as you investigate them, you find that they are attached to blasters that have, have been really shoddily mounted um, in the databanks. They're literally like you're, you're propping them up against the bookshelves to get them to stay up. Um, and you know that if something crosses through the um, laser tripwire, it is going to trigger that. However, in the process of examining one of these, you don't see an electro snare. So, uh, can I get you to make... Actually, I have to double-check this one. 
Okay. Uh, you get to make a vigilance check on this one. Mm-hmm. You didn't see this. Uh, you weren't actively looking at this one. Um, the difficulty is going to be one red and two purple, however, because you are up against a specific skill dice, not just a generic difficulty. All right. And that is going to be... Uh, one threat. One threat. Okay, yeah. so you do not pass and something else additional is going to happen. Um, and that additional thing is you are caught in an electro snare. Um, so you, as you were looking for these trip wires, you're like, I'm looking high, I'm looking low, I'm not looking at where I put my foot though. Um, and your foot goes into an electro snare, which tightens, gives you a nasty shock. That is 10 uh, strain damage. You do Ooh. get to apply your soak to it. Um, okay, that's good. Uh, and it, it will tighten like that classic noose does. Uh, and you will, you, the rest of you will hear a, a very solid thump. Uh, and see Kira hoisted above some of the data banks, holding uh, a really like cheap, shoddy uh, Corellian Defense Force blaster. Hmm. You all right there, Kira? Did Kira go down the other hallway, or the same? No, she went no. down the oh, same one, but she went first. Yeah. Um, what at you, your at yikes. Your mm. What are you doing, Kira? You silly Billy. <laughs> the first one to get me down doesn't. Shoot the snare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Can you roll a ranged whatever it is, ranged yep. light or ranged heavy? Um, this is an aimed shot, I'm guessing, for mm-hmm. the snare. Uh, so that that is a hard check to. That's a hard shot to make. Yes, but um, I have precise aim, and I'm going to use a maneuver to take aim as well. Nice. Which means I think you get the benefit Bonus. of three boost dice. On yes. That. Or does precise aim upgrade? I can't remember. Uh, upgrades one. Dang. Nice. Average, did you say? Uh, hard. Hard three. Success, seven advantage, one triumph. So I'll use the triumph to shoot Kira down in a way that doesn't hurt them. Um, and they. If get... you'd like, you can spend the advantage on that. I'll spend the advantage on that. Yep. Um, for the triumph then, I want the bullet to... Um, surreptitiously ricochet its way down the hall, mm-hmm. accidentally triggering the majority of the traps. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Clearing the way. Yep. Um, you. So that was a, a blaster, blaster or a slug thrower? blaster rifle. Blaster yes. rifle. So you fire the electro snare. It snaps. It whips out. Um, Kira begins to fall, and as it whips out, it knocks something off that lands on a pressure plate. That knocks over a data bank. The data bank falls at just the right angle to turn it into a nice, pleasant slide for Kira instead of a, a hard dump. Uh, and in the meantime, like that sets off a cascade of things um, that you're pretty confident you have just triggered the vast majority of the traps in this area. Yeah, look at that, guys. I've got powers too. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, should we just be yelling out for Viz? It's a good idea. Viz! Come out to die! <laughs> uh, you hear the echo back, but you don't hear Viz. All right, I'm coming for this bitch. Let's go. <laughs> um, well, where's Shasta gone? Uh, Shasta will come back going, hey guys, I think I found a bar. Whoa, the hell happened here? Did you say bar? Or bomb. Yeah, there's a bar back there. I go to the bar. This Jedi had a bar. 
They seem like cool dudes. Yeah, what a religion. <laughs> <laughs> Not a noble religion. He is carrying religion, a drink like, as no, he I'm, says I'm, that. Hey, I mean, sign me up. If I get free booze as part of my religion, hell yeah. <laughs> maybe, a little, maybe a little bread too every day. Like maybe once a week. You guys go investigate the bar, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, we are. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Go down one way. Go, nah, let's double back. <laughs> we're going to just clear need to, all the traps. Fix your martini machine. Come you, guys on. Head, you guys head back. Here's going to need something traps. to take the edge off after that electrocution. Other, can I check for traps? Uh, you can absolutely roll perception. Hard difficulty with two setback because you do not have infrared vision. Uh, sneaky, can you <laughs> shine that rifle torch over here? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um,. Does that remove any of the difficulty? Uh, it removes uh, one of the setback dice, but it's oh. still a low light environment. Alrighty. So what was not difficulty? Sorry, um, average. Oh, okay. So three and one. Two. Oh, two. Sorry. Average. And one setback. Yep. And that is three success, two threat. Perfect. Um, so in the course of you investigating, you do trip. Uh, and you have that like, oh crap, I've set something off and duck and cover, <laughs> and then you look around, and you're like, oh. No, it's, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. And get back up and you keep moving. Uh, you will take strain equal to the threat that you rolled, uh, okay, but cool. you have determined that, that there's no traps in this corridor, just a bunch of rubble and debris. In fact, there's. it didn't look like it was that much from where you were at the reception area, but yeah. there is more of it here than there was in the databanks given the databanks had so many things that have clearly been knocked over or fallen over to create that debris. Um, there's a lot more than you'd imagine should be. So, uh, as in potentially this is where the ship has come through. So as you get to the bar, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you see lounge chairs, a high bench and broken glass amongst the rubble, suggesting that there may have once been a bar near the entrance to this temple. Unfortunately, the corridor that passes through it has been cut off by the unyielding metal wall of a moss covered spaceship. Mm. Nonetheless, if you wish to sort of scout around the area, I mean, I wanna, just have found a drink. I want to, yeah, I want to find a drink that's going to, give Kira some strain back because that's a lot of strain to lose. Mm. So I'm just going to find something that might take the edge off a bit, make Kira a little bit looser. There is a lot of rubble here, so it is going to be a hard perception check or a survival check because you are rummaging for resources and that is also covered by survival. Anyone can make this check, but you can only make it once. Yeah, I'll make it. You say hard, did you say? Hard, three. Three difficulty. Uh, uh, Success, uh. two threats. Coming back to that one. Mm. Two success, two threats. Okay, coming back to that one. Uh, Two failure. Okay. All right. One threat. One threat. That that hurts me. As a a GM, that hurts me. Um, I was really hoping you guys would find some of the cool stuff here. But unfortunately, with the threat, um, what those of you who rolled threat... um, you will all, all of you who rolled success will find a drink, whether that's Jawa juice, whether that's Blackwing cider, whether that's Falling Fizz. Um, and I have fizz. descriptions for any of those if you, if you want to yeah. like pick one. Kira, lay on the bar and I'll pour these into your mouth. Um, however, you do find in amongst the bubble um, that there are several things that are labeled, uh, but the glass has broken and whatever liquid was in them has passed out. And that includes an elixir of vigor and a draft of fire. Damn. Draft of fire goes down so well. 
Swamp's hat. Elixir of vigor. Great for Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gideon. Can't use this one. You'll have to de- still stick with the little blue pills. <laughs> um, so the rest of the path is blocked by this so, ship. So, yeah. Um, it, ship. It, it actually, there were multiple entrances that would be accessible if not for the fact there was a giant ship there. And it's uh, clearly been there. I was going to say, apparently we had some sort of laser-cutting bug zapper. Get it, get it, get it are, are you going to try your laser-cutting bug yeah, zapper? Yeah, I'm going uh, to stab this bad boy in there. Okay. Uh, and I think I cut through and start, like, dragging it through. Um, I'm going to say the lightsaber's purple, by the way. Cool. And I said I found it on Coruscant. Next <laughs> All to right, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Picking next to a uh, guy lying, like, a homeless guy on the ground. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, so can I get you to make a lightsaber check here? Absolutely. Three uh-huh. yellow it is. You are attempting to cut through hardened starship I have, steel. It has breach one. It does. Just putting that out there. Oh, oh I've I've hard. seen I've seen the Phantom Menace. Hard. Um, so it is hard. <laughs> Success with advantage. Success with advantage. I will spend the advantage to make it happen a little bit faster. Okay. Um, so you start cutting your way through the starship. Um, whatever I, I it fly with the blaster. I start doing it. In the meantime, the rest of you guys enjoy your Jawa juice, your Blackwing cider, and your Farleen fizz. Um, Doing body shots up, Kira. Just kicking, <laughs> kicking back and relaxing in the Jedi bar. Um, Just after, as I would have wanted. After some time <laughs> yeah. has passed, uh, you will have managed to cut a sizable enough hole through the Dewa Steel armor um, that you can pass through. All of you can, one at a time, pass through. Uh, and... As you you sort of you make your way in through that gap, something possibly surprising is that this ship is active and has power, and the, all of the lights are on. Huh? I think I just caused some serious hull damage to this intact vessel. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, when we leave, just remember to close some doors and some stuff. Um, yeah, well, well, if you've got. If you've got like if you've got like a cliffhanger or something that we can work towards. No, know? so that so that's the first one. There is one area that is past this where there is an absolute banger of a cliffhanger. Yeah, well let's uh, just let's, let's go to that. Because yeah. we got fifteen before the pizza arrives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um so <clears throat> in terms yeah. of recording time, we've probably hit about fifty-five minutes for the episode, so sure. we can absolutely go a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Um so you guys have entered this ship. It is clearly active. What do you want to do? There is currently uh, a path to your left and a path to your right. Um, Any with wall? doors that are um, like bulkhead type Bulkheads doors. So Any... you can get through if you access them, but the, the specific section that you're in won't have any issue. Any um, wall panels, info panels, stuff like that? Uh, not here. You are in a corridor. Sure. Um, however, based on the angle of the ship, if you go left, you will head towards where the inevitable cockpit bridge would be. Yeah. If you go right, you'll head towards go the inevitable down. engine room. Yeah, towards... I think let's go yeah. down the slope, because that's so not only be going through the ship, we're also going further in this yeah. structure. Yeah. yeah, and then I can, if we go to the cockpit, I can be like, yes, mm. we can leave on this. Yep. Okay. Um, so, you guys head to the left. You face... No resistance and no traps. It's almost as if you weren't expected to get into this space. Mm. Mm. Um, we had a little slicey slice. Zoom, zoom. You make your way through what is 
an austere vessel. Um, unlike uh, the jet snare, which is very like luxuried up, was was um, this vessel the all of the surfaces are that same general gunmetal gray. Um, some of them are carved, some of them are not. Um, the The carvings look like scratches. Um, it may be a language. Uh, if anyone has uh, law, they can try and figure out what this is. Um, but other than that, it's just pattern scratches in the walls. Um, the floor has a similar red pattern um, weaving through blocky... Um, uh, almost tessellated um, in its in its uh, patterning. As you make your way forward, you will find uh, that you do get to the bridge. Um, the bridge is sparse. In fact, this entire vessel is sparse. You expected rooms. You get functionally a couple of corridors on the outside. There is a room on the inside, uh, and then there's an engine room, and then there's a cockpit, and that is it. Um, all of the spaces within are fairly large and spacious, unusually so for any space vehicle. Um, you could not easily uh, reach, in fact, you can't reach. You would have to sprint. Think high school gymnasium-sized room in the middle of this ship. Mm. Um, and on the far side, uh, on the left, where you go towards the cockpit, you have the bridge, which is absolutely active, and you can see a couple of interesting features in this bridge. Um, the first is there are displays um, and terminals that you can interact with. They are currently active, and uh, a quick review, uh, and for this, it'll be a mechanics check or a computer's check um, to sort of work out how the system works to navigate your way around. Um, you may get further information about the state of the ship. Um, there is also... A droid. It is integrated into one of the panels. Um, it is of a design that you do not recognize. Uh, and the bridge, unlike the rest of the ship, isn't in that gunmetal gray. Um, it is in a polished black. Um, that droid uh, is sort of like... Um, you know the... This is this is going back. You know the uh, torture droid in A New Hope. Yep. Yeah. Think you cut that in half. You graft that onto on top of the neck of C three PO. Yeah. And you only have the torso of C three PO. Right. Yep. And that is that is what has been grafted uh, to this terminal. Yep. Okay. Um, it looks at you, registers you, and then just immediately turns back to its original position, as if it doesn't care that you are there. Is it doing anything? It is not currently doing anything. It has just basically gone, ah, okay, back to this. I approach the droid. Okay. Um, uh, droid, what make is this ship? This ship is a Blackhawk 1375. Who does the ship belong to? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Got him! <laughs> Lord Malleus, Dark Lord of the Sith. Never heard of him. <laughs> Who is this ship affiliated to? The Sith. What the, the hell is that? Um, I think it's a band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jerry and the Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, vessel is the primary mode of transport for the Order of the Hunters. 
Who is the Order of the Hunters? They are an, a branch of the Sith Empire. What is the Sith Empire? The Sith Empire is the Empire of the Sith. We've got a Sherlock Holmes over here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. um, H- how old does the ship look? How old is the ship? Yeah. Uh, it will give you a date. You're going to have to make an education check, though, because the dating system is BBY or ABY, which didn't really exist at the time that this ship was being made. Okay, and what's that against? Uh, oh, so that. it's going to be an average difficulty, so two. two so. That is... One success, one advantage. Can I use that advantage to get strain? Sure. Thank you. Um, this ship was, it will give you a date and you do the mental ca- maths to translate that to what it is. Yeah. Um, this ship is about 500 years old. Okay. Um, how long has this ship been marooned here? Um, it will give you uh, a, another date. It has been here since this point. Um, oh, but because I don't actually understand the dates, I don't know how long that is. You do. Oh, okay. You, because you under, you've done that mental math, yeah. you're like, yeah, no, I know, I can work this out. Yeah. Um, this ship has been here for about 300 or so years. What happened to the inhabitants of this ship? What happened to the crew? The sole crew disembarked this vessel on the same date. Well, that's not good. Um... Can is uh, you will note at this point as you look up the glass or the transpower steel viewport has been shattered. I was literally just about to ask for a systems check to see if it was flyable. Um, robot, what is the integrity of the ship? Is it suitable for space travel? Uh, so. It is going to ask on whose authority. Captain Gideon Nathaniel Fink. Your authority is not recognized on this vessel. Uh, what if he's a moth? Moth Gideon. Your authority is not... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Your authority is not recognized on this ship. Can I repeat the Darth name that he gave? Do you remember the Darth name? Absolutely not. <laughs> by by order of Darth Malleus. You do not have the Dark Lord's authorization code. That's because he's dead. Then this ship will remain here as a tomb. <laughs> Bleak. Um, all right, I um. decide this computer. <laughs> That's pretty Gucci mama. That's pretty pretty Gucci mama. <laughs> Can I now make my way to one of the terminals? Sure. As I've decided this computer. Do I a mean, computer check. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so, this is going to be a hard computer check, but given the uh, technological differences between 500 years ago and now, um, that is going to be two red, one purple. Two red, one purple. Shasta, however, is going to give you a skilled assist. Okay. And his computers is significant. So, uh, what is your computer skill? Uh, two yellow. Okay. You can either uh, upgrade that to four... Uh, skill, or you can take five intellect. So you can you can take five green or two yellow, two green. I'll take Sorry. two yellow, two green. Okay. And I will roll that, and that is two failure, three advantage. 
Okay. Um, so, no, you are not able to get access to the computer systems, but you are able to get a rough idea of what the ship's current status is. Yep. And the upshot is this is a serviceable vessel. It could be flown back out if you could crack the encryption. Okay. But you're going to have to work on that. That will take time. Okay. Um, hey, Shasta, you're in- not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah fine i'll do the thing i mean otherwise we stay here forever yeah um you guys go find viz i'll be fine um the there is a point of egress the hole in the the hole in the in the uh transpower steel i'm gonna which you can see through so, so no one cuts themselves. I'm gonna like chop off all those sharp bits. And so it's just a nice little <laughs> nice, circle. Just sort of melt them. Yep. Mm. Nice. Very good. Um, that will actually make the check to get through easier. Nice. Um, much safer. I've fallen. It's I've fallen on pointy glass before. Um, how much? <laughs> and let me tell you, transparent steel advantage. is very expensive to get out of your body. Uh, so to get that view too. Okay. Can I use that last bit of advantage to strain? Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so beyond this uh, portal, you can see there is a larger chamber. It is not like this ship large, um, but you can see basically this. Co- the cockpit is on the nose of this vessel, which means whoever was flying it flew it full well knowing that they were the closest thing was to a the ram. impact yep. point. Mm. Um, All shields at the front, ram it, baby. There is a large circular chamber beyond the vehicle has lit part of it. What you can see uh, is there are several chairs scattered around and a large warped dice in the center, dice in terms of platform. Um, around the room, you can also see there is carbon scoring and several skeletal remains. Hmm. What can I see infrared Infrared will actually give you a little bit more information. Mm. Um, those of you with infrared vision will see a slight flickering atop the dice as there is a hollow projector with the slightest bit of charge left in it. Um, it is not currently activated, but it has just a little bit of power. Can we plug that into the ship? Uh, you don't have the tools to do that. Uh, Shasta might be able to, but he's currently working on cracking the encryption. Yeah. Right. To the flickery thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jump through the hole. Yep. Okay. Uh, same. Um, you guys jump through the hole. Um, can you please make an easy now coordination check or athletics? Your choice. Either is applicable here. Easy beans one. Yeah. Uh, yes. One. One purple dice. Three th- Three success, six advantage, one triumph. One triumph. All right, on that triumph, not only are you able to... You know what? The rest of you guys don't need to make any rolls. Sweet. Um, On that triumph, like, sneaky cars, like, and you go this way, and you go that way, and no, lift a little higher. Gideon, Gideon, higher. Um, She's just just cut out perfect shapes. Yeah, guide guide everyone. (laughs) Uh, From this angle, you will see a couple of additional uh, things. So uh, you... See this. Sorry, guys. This. Quickly pause. I think Sneaker will just go up and just like, I'm not waiting for you anymore and press the button. <laughs> All right. So um, just from that, from that angle, you get a little bit of additional uh, context for stuff that you were doing before. Um, the side of the chamber that you're on has the prow of this large vessel. Um, there are two entrances to this chamber. Um, through one, 
you hear you can just make out the sounds of voices talking. You activate the holo projector, which is going to show you the last few moments of what happened in this room. And for that, I have a little story to tell you. As it lights up, it reveals the room as it once was, a circular chamber filled with seats and people dressed as you imagine Jedi Masters would, seated around that chamber. They are interrupted as debris, dust, and shrapnel flies across the room and scatters them from their chairs like leaves in the wind. As the rubble begins to settle, you see several are dead, some are dazed and trying to recover, and others have already risen to ignite their lightsabers to this new threat. Among those standing, you see a Miriallan wielding a green lightsaber, a Claudite wielding a double-bladed saber, one end long and brilliantly blue, the other shorter Shoto length and smoky green. A large Cathar wielding a piercingly blue lightsaber almost as tall as he is, an albino Wookiee wielding a green lightsaber pike, the haft of which appears to be a wooden walking stick, and a faceless Melito wielding a yellow lightsaber that crackles with barely contained energy. From the falling rubble walks a large humanoid in a dark cloak, dragging a sword along the ground and carrying a large shield. You are all doomed. None of you can stop me. It calls with a rasping mechanical voice before rushing towards those who are still struggling to recover from the impact. An Iktochi manages to ignite its saber, the blue beam contrasting with the unyielding yellow hatred of the eyes within the hood. But it is too slow, as the figure stabs it through the chest. The Miriallan raises her hands and the figure is flung against the opposite wall and immediately ricochets off with its shield down, crushing a small drawl woman beneath it as it lands. Without pause, it rolls off and slams into the melito, cracking it against the wall and leaving shattered exoskeleton in its wake. The figure is immediately engaged by the Claudite, the Wookiee, and the Cathar, who alternate their attacks in a practiced and precise way. Despite the assault, the figure remains unbroken as it catches their lightsaber attacks with either its shield or its sword. As the three work to drive it back, you see the Miriallan go to a fallen Togruta woman and rouse her from her stupor. The Togrutan then reaches into her cloak and pulls out a lightsaber before shouting a warning to the Jedi engaged in combat. Get back! She screams, as she then directs an energy beam towards the figure, its searing yellow stretching far beyond what any lightsaber should be able to emit as the other Jedi dive out of the way. The figure turns and catches the beam on its shield and is briefly driven back by the searing plasma for a moment before planting that shield and a similar wave of energy radiates back out into the room, knocking all Jedi off their feet. The figure rushes forward in that brief moment of quiet and spears the Muriallan with his sword before grabbing the Tukrujan by her horns and caving her skull into the ground. A Nortolan woman runs up and ignites her orange blade as she slashes at the figure's face, clearly striking it in the head, but somehow it remains standing. It backhands her away and you see its face, now revealed beneath the tattered hood, pale and cybernetically enhanced. Your time is over, it rasps as it straightens up, and the other three Jedi renew their attack again. For about thirty seconds or so, you watch these three Jedi struggle to keep the figure contained while the Nortolan runs. But as you watch, you can see the Wookiee straining to keep up in the fight. 
he makes a mistake and overextends himself, which is all the opening that the figure needs. It runs its blade through the haft of the light pike and cleaves through the arm of the albino before removing its head with the backswing. The cathar and the claudite each slash at the figure, burning through more of its cloak, but the attacks appear to have little effect. The shield catches the claudite's lightsaber and disarms him while the sword pushes the cathar's own lightsaber into his flesh. In a matter of seconds, the two are dispatched. The figure takes a moment to survey the room, its cybernetic eyes glowing with malice, before walking in the same direction the Nortolan had run. That was a cool movie. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Cool. And we might take a break there. Uh, We'll see you all next week. Tabletop Unknown is Johnny as Gideon, Jet as Kira, Jesse as Sneaky Car, myself, Will as Snascar, and Campbell as our GM. The Tabletop Unknown theme was written by myself. The Lost and Found theme is The Awakening by Christian Batchik. We are now powered by the 8-Bit Network, Australia's leading conglomerate of pop culture content creators. So head over to 8bit.net and see what's happening in the gaming and pop culture sphere. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to our show and keep up to date with the new episodes releasing. We are also always looking for new players to join the Tabletop Unknown family, so shoot us an email at tabletopunknown at gmail.com to let us know why you'd love to come and play a game with us. We're also always looking for suggestions, so feel free to email email us with those too. We will be back next week with more from the crew of the Jet Snare, so see you then. I'm also working on a very stupid bit, so if I seem, <laughs> if I seem weird, uh, just just know it's something. It's something. Something's up. Something, something. Um, hit that record button when you're ready. Will. Done. Oh. Testing. Can you? Oh, yes. There we go. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> Tabletop unknown.